Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's the Little Things podcast. I am so excited, of course, to be back here today with you guys. And again, I am by myself on today's episode, which, hey, no, no shame. No shame. I am kind of having trouble finding guests. Um, so if you guys have any ideas, please let me know. Um, I have a few, but they're kind of like scheduled out. So, but hey, it is my podcast. So like, why am I nervous about sharing by myself? I don't know. But I thought today could be more of like a Q&A type thing. So I have some questions to answer and ask myself because I think that's pretty cool. I literally just looked it up on um, Safari. I just said podcast questions to ask yourself or answer on your podcast. Um, so here we are. Also, life updates. Pretty cool. So my Costa Rica trip that I talked about last week actually got canceled. So I am actually now going on a mission trip to Africa. And I'm so excited. Um, so it's around the same time as my Costa Rica trip was going to be. But now I'm fundraising for Africa. So, I am asking for help from everybody, including you guys. So, I'm going to include my Venmo in the description. That sounds like kind of crazy. So, that sounds really weird. But, anyways, here we are. Um, so, anyways, thank you guys for all your support. And if you can't donate, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. But I would appreciate if you guys shared the podcast episodes you listened to. Um, because that would help as well. Okay, let's get into the questions. I'm sorry, my brain is all over the place because I'm filming this the day it's supposed to be posted. I am need to get more organized, okay? I'm trying, everybody, please. I'm trying. Okay, first question. Some of these are fun. Some of these are weird. Some of these are, I don't know, serious, silly. I don't know. Um, the first question is advice you would give your younger self Okay, so as my younger self, I'm thinking like freshman year, India, freshman of college, um, but also this could be anything, but I've learned a lot recently in the past year that um, when God closes a door, he's doing it. One, to protect you, or two, because that's not what he has in, in store for you. That's not part of his plan for you, or both. But when he closes a door, he opens a lot more doors, a lot more opportunities. Sometimes just one. Sometimes he, he closes one to open one, and that's what he wants you to do, or he'll close one because that's not part of his plan but he'll give you many other options to do other things and so that's something I've learned like for example the Costa Rica trip literally like last week it got canceled like two days after I posted this episode or one day after I posted this episode it got canceled and um sorry I keep yawning and I'm trying to contain it so that the people listening can't hear me but um they y'all probably already know. Um, but every time he closes a door, I have had 
amazing opportunities follow, like every time. And I mean, when he closed the door for me to play softball anymore, he opened up many opportunities. One for me to come to AM, which has been one of the biggest blessings ever. Um, two, I he opened a door for me to start a podcast. Um, and the door of softball that he closed for me was something that I found was my purpose. Like that was who I was. That is who I am. Like that was me. Softball was me. Um, not only did he do that to protect me because after college I would have been completely lost and confused. Um, but he also did that because there are so many other things out there that he wanted me to do. And so here I am going to Africa on a mission trip in a couple months. And that's a door that I didn't think would have been open. And now I have a huge heart for missions and I want to do all these things. And so anyways, the advice I would tell my younger self is that when he closes a door, it's for a reason. It's to protect you. It's to protect your heart. And it's to tell you, hey, that's not in my plan for you. This has got to be some kind of record for how many times I've yawned. Um in such a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. Um, of course my younger self would probably say, yeah, I know that, but it's different. Just when an opportunity closes, instead of sitting there and being upset that he closed a door, look for the next opportunity for another door to open. That would be my advice because I think sometimes we get so upset about something God taking something out of our life or protecting us that we're not looking towards any other opportunities because we would much rather stick with the one we have and that's fair but I think a way to maintain like a positive outlook on life um to the best of your ability because it's not human I just there's a lot of reasons to get negative sometimes Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but anyway, so like I th- I think that just looking for those doors to be open instead of just being upset about the door that was closed is a great way to get out of the frustration of opportunities being kind of taken out of your life. So yeah, that would be the advice I'd give my younger self. Um, and that's something I've just learned recently, especially with my Africa trip, because I was upset. Like, I wasn't, like, mad. I was okay. I wasn't – it wasn't horrible. I was just like, oh, man, bummer that I couldn't go to Costa Rica anymore. And then, like, two days later, um, I was at church, and they were talking about the trip to Africa, and they were like, we need more people. And I was like, okay. And I signed up literally right there. And I just thought that that was something that God – he opened up my mind and my heart to go to Costa Rica to study abroad, go do something new, go do something somewhere I've never been. And he made me comfortable to the fact that I was going out there. And then he said, Nope, that's not where I want you to do. That's not where I want you to go. That's not what I want you to do. I'm going to send you to Africa. And I was like, okay, let's go to Africa. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was really cool. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, Oh, okay. The next question is, what are you not very good at? 
there's plenty of things I'm not very good at. Um, basketball is one. Running is another. Physics, huge one. I think this is probably supposed to be a different kind of question, but I took it as physics is something that I will never in my mind comprehend. And I have friends that are engineers and they somehow magically just are amazing at physics. I don't understand physics. I don't understand why I need to know that for a kinesiology. I I don't enjoy it at all. So, yeah, physics is something that I'm a horrible at. Um, in, like, a biblical stance, I am not very good at um, consistently reading my Bible. I will do really, really well for a while, and then if I miss one day, something happens, I break a habit and I just have to, I have this continuous cycle going. I'm getting better at it, but that is something that I struggle with and I'm not very good at. Um, okay. Next question is what makes you feel inspired or motivated? I am a person that really enjoys, um, I think leading by example is the best way to lead. For me personally, I like seeing things done. I like knowing that somebody's not just telling you to do something and they're actually doing it themselves. And so the way I'm inspired or motivated is if somebody I look up to or somebody in my community is doing something that I know I should be doing or. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like seeing, um. Somebody talk about how passionate they are about something. And I'm like, I want to be passionate about something like that. Um, Or just, yeah, just seeing people in my community doing things that are great and doing things that I know that God is wanting them to do. That inspires and motivates me. Also, another thing that inspires and motivates me is um, with like fitness is the thought of – being strong, like continuing to maintain like my athlete body type, I guess that sounds weird, but I just, it's kind of a selfish way, but I just want people to know that I was an athlete. (laughs) I don't want people to find out that I played softball and then they like look at me and they're like, "Mm, okay. Um, that sounds super weird and that's superficial, but that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at at this point. Um, okay, next question. What's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? Okay. This isn't like a surprise thing, but it's kind of a cool fact. So my name, India, if y'all didn't know. I'm so sorry, guys. I keep yawning. Um, my name, my mother that I've talked about on here before, um, wanted to be a missionary in India. And that's where I got my name. It's like the shortest story ever, but that's pretty much it. And then my two older brothers have Y's in their name. So that's why my name is spelled E-N-D-Y-A. Um, but yeah, that's, pre- I mean, that's pretty much the whole story I got for you uh, uh, for that one. Um, another thing people are usually really surprised about is how many siblings I have. 
it's kind of funny how people always react to like, oh, oh my gosh. And then something people, this is not a question, but I'm adding it. Something that people are never surprised about knowing is that I'm the middle child. Okay. Do with that what you must. But they're like, oh, where are you in the mix? And I'm like, I'm a middle child. I'm like straight in the middle. Two older brothers, two younger sisters. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, because the dots are connecting. Everything makes sense. I fit the perfect middle child stereotype. And speaking of which, I'm going to look that up on my computer right now so I can read off what a middle child is. Middle child stereotype. Because, oh no, what? Stereotype. There we go. That was kind of good. So, (laughs) oh gosh, okay, this is funny. Oh, I don't know about all this. Um, Okay, the middle child is a social butterfly, but butterfly, butterfly, social butterfly, peacekeeper, fairness obsessed. I'm not really sure what that means um peacekeepers and pleasers okay this is creepy that's so funny they're competitive they try to fit in they're independent and focused on friendships and they act out to get attention i am not going to lie at all i don't act out to get attention but i do enjoy attention not the bad kind not the bad kind come on now let's all refocus what attention really means it is not bad to want to get attention. I love attention from my family. I love attention from my friends. I love it because it's like if you are paying attention to me, that means you're listening and you, yeah. So that's important to me. Independent and focus on friendships. I am independent, but I also like having people I can call and rely on. So that's really funny. Um, They're competitive that's 100% factual. I played kickball the other day and I still haven't yet to stop thinking about how we lost and it's very frustrating. Um, They try to fit in. I've gotten better about this, but I do still try to fit in. And not, not a bad way, of course, but like I like doing things that other people do sometimes. Not the bad things, but like the fun things. Um, Peacekeepers and pleasers. I'm a huge people pleaser. Not necessarily just all people, but, like, people I care about. I just want them to be happy, and so I'll do anything to, like, make them happy. Um, And then peacekeeper or peacemaker. Facts. And if my siblings are listening to this, yes, as a younger child, I was not the peacemaker. But now that I'm older, I feel like I'm a good mediator for the group. Okay. That was good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, but people always laugh at me when I tell them that I'm a middle child. They're like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And I was like, "No." Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a compliment or not, but I'll take it. Okay. What's next? Um, tell me something you think is true that almost nobody agrees with you on. I think corner pieces of brownies are not good there I said it why would I want to eat a crunchy brownie why that does not make sense to me I will straight up cut the middle pieces out of the brownie and eat them first I don't care I feel no shame about it 
soft, gooey, chocolatey brownie. Adam always argues with me on this. He's like, I'm a court, but hear me out. Okay. I think corner piece people and middle piece people of brownies are meant to be together. Okay. Do a survey of couples in your life. Ask them, do you like the middle piece or the corner piece breader? Partners are usually opposite in that way. One will like corner, one will like middle. And I think that is God's way of making things balanced in the world. Because if we had two corner piece people and two middle piece people dating, then we would just have a bunch of corners in one house and a bunch of middles in one house. And it makes no sense. Okay, so God knew what he was doing when he made people to want those two different things. Okay. Another thing, pancakes are better than waffles. There is no person on this planet that convince, can convince me otherwise. They're, why? Do You could just do so much more with pancakes. They're just better. I don't want texture to my pancakes. What? That's weird. Um, What else? Oh, I think everybody's called to um, do mission work. That's arguable. That is something that is kind of a touchy subject, but I think everybody at one point or another should do it. I don't think necessarily that everybody that's like their plan that they do and they go and live like everybody goes and lives in a different country. No, I don't think that. But I do think that it's something that everybody should do at least once. But I think it's super important that we all make an opportunity to go. I know I'm I'm just now going on a mission trip myself, so I'm not trying to be hypocritical at all because I'm going, but I think that it's something that we kind of sign off and we're like, oh, I I wasn't called to do mission work, but God calls all of us to spread the gospel um, to every nation, every tongue. And because at the end of the day, at the end of life, when Jesus comes back to get us, everybody's going to confess to the Lord. And so why would we only send a couple hundred people a year to go and do mission work in other countries. If there's so many of us in America, we need to reach the people who haven't been reached. And I think that everybody should go on at least one mission trip, but I also think that that we could do a better job of spreading the gospel in the country as well. But we live here, so we should be doing that daily, right? That's my thing when people are like, well, there's plenty of people who don't know God in this country. And I'm like, okay, so what are we doing to fix that? What are we doing to not necessarily fix that, but like, what are you doing daily that is going to help people learn the gospel other than just saying you don't want to do mission work? Anyways, yeah, that's my argument. It's my, that's mine. Okay. Um, would you rather have more time or more money? More money. Okay. Hear me out. This is this is not like greedy or something. But like with money, you can just do so much more. And like I'm a big procrastinator. So even if I had more time, I would put things off to, to like if I had 100 more years. If I had 100 years to get a project done, I would wait till year 99 and nine months probably to start doing it. So it doesn't matter how much time I have. I'll procrastinate. And I know that's before people come at me. I know that's not good either. But it's just true. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. How do you want to be remembered? Okay. So 
me personally, I want to be remembered as the person that was a light for Jesus. Like, I want to be remembered as the person that could walk into a room and people knew that I was a follower of Jesus. I think that that should be, honestly, I think that should be all of our goals. But me personally, as my middle child stereotype, I just want people to remember me not in the negative ways, how I was loud and attention seeking or whatever. I want to be remembered with a smile on my face and making people laugh and maybe just making people feel loved. That's kind of how I want to be remembered. Um, what do people misunderstand about you most? When I was looking at these questions, I definitely had an answer that popped into my head and all of a sudden it's no longer in my head. So I don't know how that happened. Um, but I think something for me that I, um, that people kind of tend to misunderstand about me is my People, before they meet me, already make assumptions about what my personality is going to be. Um, I've gotten that I look mean, that I look, um, well, mean, um, that I look intimidating or non-approachable. And I don't know how else to not, like, that's just my face. (laughs) My face is just stone cold I guess when I'm walking around I don't know but I feel so horrible about that because I'm like well I don't know what to do differently because I smile at everybody when I make contact with them I'm doing my best okay I can't smile all the time come on now that's unrealistic um okay and then also what else there's one more that I'm like is on the tip of my tongue but I can't I'll come back to it um okay the next one is what is your biggest pet peeve my siblings know this one by heart because this there's two. One, now really get into the mood. I want you to just like close your eyes right now, okay? Sit here. You are getting ready to decorate for Christmas. Your parents, your grandparents, whoever, are getting out the figurines for the nativity set. Okay, just imagine this with me. They're getting the figurines out and you're opening it and it comes out in these two styrofoam blocks securing the figurine. And they go, I'm literally going to throw up on this podcast right now talking about it. I just got goosebumps. Oh, gosh, that is so bad. That is so bad. Oh, I hate this. This is how big of a pet peeve it is. It makes my whole skin crawl. The styrofoam screeches, rubs together as it comes out, and then they have to slide it out to get the figurine out. The sound of styrofoam rubbing together, that is the worst thing possible. I would rather be in another country when someone opens an, any of those figurines that require that. <clears throat> so that's a huge one for me. That's like the biggest one ever. I'm st- I still have goosebumps. Like it hurts. 
I hope y'all just heard my jaw pop on here. Um, next one is those like slushies. You know how they have the little round plastic dome shaped lids with the hole in it. The straw rubbing against the inside of that hole and it goes like that. Mm -mm. No, sign me out. And Ambry sent me a video the other day of her doing that because she hates me apparently. And um, so, yeah, that's one of my biggest pet. Those are both my biggest pet peeves that and. um, There's one more thing that like actual people do and it's not just noises. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I honestly don't know. But, and April sent me some questions too, and I forgot to get them off my phone, and so now I don't have them. Oh, wait. No, yeah, dang. Um, okay, yeah. Should I sing a little song for you guys? No, okay. Um, I decided that for us. Um, okay. I think that's it for today. The questions. I asked a bunch of questions to myself. One question was um, how Adam and I met. And I didn't. I feel like I've answered that question before. I don't mind answering it again. But I don't know if anybody wants to hear that again. Um, maybe another time. Maybe I'll make a YouTube video answering more questions. Okay. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and watching today. I know today's episode wasn't what it usually is, but I thought this would be fun. And yeah. Anyways, I love you guys so much. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting me. Always. Y'all are the best. And I will, I guess, sign off. Um. Be a light for the Lord in everything you do. Go make somebody smile today, people. I love you. Bye.